How you doing? I'm your host, Terrence Hill. Welcome to the Stage is Mine podcast. Today, we're very honored and privileged to welcome to the program, our very first program, fitness trainer, Pamela John. Yeah. Uh, we gotta, gotta rise up. Rise up. Go for broke, give everything, better yet give your all They don't wanna see you win, nevertheless you evolve Wanna see my demise, you gonna be in for a surprise Cause the sun ain't about to set, now it's about to rise Come hell or high water, we gotta rise up Despite the storms of life, man, we gotta rise up Alright, my name is Terrence Till and you are tuning in to the Stage is Mine podcast Presented to you by Double ETV We're so delighted today to have for our very first episode, fitness trainer, Pamela John, all the way in the beautiful city of Memphis, Tennessee. Pamela, how are you doing today? Hello, hello. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, it's a blessing and a privilege and honor to have you here today. Um, we want to start off the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I am a mom, uh, a wife. A uh, Christian athlete, um, IFBB Pro Bikini. I own a fitness company in which I work with um, ladies, primarily 35 and older, um, in an effort to help them be the healthiest versions of themselves that they can be. Um, I do work with everyone, not just bikini competitors, also lifestyle clients. Um, and it's just been a blessing. Okay. Uh, tell us, how did you get into fitness? Um, my fitness journey was an accident. <laughs> um, I have Graves' disease. I was diagnosed after the birth of my last daughter in um, 2000. Um, <clears throat> it's weird. I can't believe she's going to be 20 this year. Um so my thyroid went completely haywire. I don't know if y'all may not know what Graves' disease is, but it is a disease in which your body attacks its own thyroid. So it's an autoimmune disorder. Um, there is really no known cure. Uh, you can control it with medication for a time, but when it stops responding, the only known answer is to either irradiate it or to remove it. So I had mine removed in 2011. Um, but that entire period of time for 11 years, I was very sick and very unhealthy in and out of remission. Um, at times not able to walk across my own home without stopping to breathe. And I don't have a big house. I mean, <laughs> it's nothing like that. Um, and I can remember the girls being in a double stroller, my two youngest and I, I could almost go nowhere with them because it required too much effort and strength and stamina to actually set the stroller up and pick them up and push them anywhere. So just to kind of give you an idea, my resting heart rate at times was 120, 122. Um, so I was in a catabolic state. My muscle was sort of wasting away because I could not sustain it with enough food. Um, because my thyroid was fighting against me every step of the way. So when it was, when my health was restored, they took my thyroid out and, um, I was just, I felt, I felt free finally. And that started me on 
looking for ways to pay it forward, how good I felt. I wanted other women to feel good and well. And I wanted them to know that just because they might have a physical ailment or not be in the best shape of their lives, that's no reason not to try or not to start or not to believe that you can. Awesome. Um, so, you know, those some of the challenges that you were facing having the Graves disease, correct? Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, what other things uh, did you feel like you were going through uh, during that particular time of dealing with Graves? Um, well, when I first was diagnosed, I was a smoker. So I, po- I smoked a pack a day, um, Marble Reds. Hmm. Uh, when I go commit to something, I'm all in, Terrence. I mean, all in. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was serious about my smoking. And um, then I learned that that actually progressed the um, trajectory of the disease. So obviously I quit because I was feeling miserable. Um, so that was one thing that made it worse. I also have, uh, an Arnold Chiari malformation. Um, I don't know if you know what that is. No, I don't. It's, um, it's just something you're born with and typically doctors don't find it unless you have an accident of some sort, but they were Mm -hmm. looking for things that were wrong with me when they were trying to diagnose my thyroid disease so they they gave me an MRI of the head and neck and saw what uh, compression of the brainstem um, by the skull so that is well that's what Arnold Carey malformation is it's the comp- compression of the um, spinal column and brain cord uh, it wasn't severe it was just mild but um you know, that particular doctor said, don't lift anything heavier than a milk jug. And, you know, gave me all these crazy limitations. And I was like, "What? are you kidding me? I have kids at home. Um, I can't live a life like you're, you know, asking me to in a bubble, like an egg. So, um, yeah, I mean, we all have adversities, right? I don't have a monopoly. You don't have a monopoly on adversity. I don't have a monopoly on adversity. And honestly, you know, each time I saw myself on the other side of anything that I perceived to be just a mess, mm-hmm. I, I wound up reframing it as being a blessing, a total blessing and an opportunity. Right. So tell us the million dollar question. Uh, how did you stop smoking? Oh, gosh. Okay. So um, I had tried, you know, cold turkey and you know, having kids at the house and, you know, no real help. I know you moms, everyone knows it's stressful, especially when they're little. Um, so it was, I could not, I could not do the cold turkey. I wound up doing the patch mm. and they prescribe it for a certain number of weeks. I think it's like 12 weeks, the program. Mm-hmm. Well, Terrence, I stretched mine out to about, I don't know, a year. Wow. <laughs> Just <laughs> diminishing the patch size. I'd like cut it. I went from the 21 milligram patch is the biggest one you can get. Yeah. So, and then they sell you a ramp down. I'm like, I'm not going to buy all the different boxes because I think the 15 was as, as expensive as the 21. Mm. So I would just cut them down. Yeah. And eventually I was wearing a small one and it just made me feel like, um, it was a total mental thing at that point that if I smoked a cigarette, it was going to make me sick. I, 
I'd have nicotine poisoning and, and like get nauseous. And so I was like, Nope, I don't need to smoke. I don't need to smoke. Right. Now as a fitness trainer, um, if someone's out, out of shape, they failed, they've, uh, they've yo-yo diet, they've tried every pill that you can imagine, but they've still, haven't had the success that they wanted to achieve, or perhaps they lost weight and regained the weight. Uh, what can they do right now? If a person is just discouraged, they're kind of confused. They feel like, you know, the fitness thing just isn't for them. Uh, what, what tips can you give them right now? Um, you know, start little, you, you don't want to try to eat the whole elephant in one sitting. Um, pick one healthy habit and celebrate the victory of taking that on um, and let let that be like a positive um, momentum thing for you. Once you've tackled, say, drinking enough water, uh, have a look at maybe taking an extra walk during the day or parking a little farther away from the grocery store entrance, getting more steps in, just really small things to start. You know, not everyone, well, rather, let's let's back that up. We don't all start off as, you know, uber fit people. We're not born, you know, jumping, sprinting, running out of the womb. Right. Uh, we all kind of start putting one foot in front of the other. So it's, it's just a celebrate and enjoy the journey kind of thing. Absolutely. Uh, what are some tips to develop uh, discipline as well as accountability when it comes to the gym and, and your fitness training? Okay, discipline. Um, some of my favorite things are um, reading books that are positive that you can learn from. Um, I think if you can put positive things in your mind um, and educate yourself, continue to grow and learn, that aids in discipline and self-discipline and it will bleed out all across your life. Um, as far as, what was the second part to that question? Accountability. Accountability, okay. The way that I stepped into like really being serious about my fitness was through a friend. Um, she invited me to learn how to run. I had no clue as to how mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. And she literally would say, all right, let's go on these days. And we had a calendar and we would commit to each other that we would do that. And she encouraged me. So the accountability is really big. Grab a friend and especially one that's an encourager. That will be so huge in a trans transformation process. Yes. For sure. Um, so let's get real. You know, the number one challenge for a lot of people when it comes to the gym is the core. You know, they get, uh, you know, there's people selling products on TV, infomercials at nighttime. Everybody's focusing on the core. So what are some tips for the core? Okay. 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 I know there are creams. There's everything, right? Yeah, Ab for sure. Absolutely. So honestly, I used to train abs like crazy. I did P90X, I did Insanity, and all of that was, it included a really serious core program that you would do every week. But beyond that, as far as, you know, like with my own personal journey, I don't really 
directly train abs seriously. So from my experience, diet would be your first thing to get right if you want to be able to see your abs. And then once you get your diet correct, um, your level of physical activity would be the next. And then, of course, there are you know, aesthetic procedures you can do that actually do work, you know, but they're only optimal if you're living the lifestyle. They're only going to enhance. It's like a supplement. You know, it's only going to enhance your efforts if you're actually putting in serious work. Right. You know, what what can we do to make a, you know, to make fitness a lifestyle change? What's something that, you know, um, some things that you've learned over the years that, hey, this is not just a diet. This is not just something that I'm just doing just to kind of look good for a photo shoot or whatever. This is a complete lifestyle change. And this is how I want to live. You have to find what you love. I mean, not everybody's going to want to lift weights. Some people may have a passion for running and they may find health and fitness through that. Some people may like to swim. Um, some people may like to play pickleball. I mean, you have to find what you love. Right. And that's what's going to make you passionate about it, I believe. It could be martial arts. It could be dance. Um, I know um, a lot of athletes I've worked with, I have a, a dancer as a client, I have runners as clients. Um, and they, they all feel that lifting weights enhances their ability to do the things that they love. Mm. So find what you love first. For sure. Um, you know, how important have you learned that, you know, nutrition and the foods that we consume um, is like that missing component. Maybe some people have the discipline to be in the gym they have the discipline to run, you know, uh, 20 miles a week or whatever, but their diet isn't where it should be. So uh, I think sometimes that comes to people assuming that it doesn't taste as good or you're dealing with people that I'm on a tight budget. I can't afford right. $500 a week, uh, a month rather for groceries. So, you know, what are some nuggets and tips that you can share as far as uh, making sure that people realize that nutrition is that missing component that they're kind of missing out on? Um, well, you, you said it, it is the missing component, but I will say that, you know, it's not everyone's goal to have a six pack, you know, just to be healthy and well is really what's most important. Um, it's not all about aesthetics. I mean, that's definitely the icing on the cake, but right. just, um, Aiming for a well-balanced diet is going to leave you feeling so much better. You know, in America, you know, the average woman's waist is 34 inches. Mm. Um, she's a size 14. So we have a lot of work to do. And again, it's not about being thin. It's, it's about being just healthier. Absolutely. healthier than you were the day before right and then as far as um you know eating healthy on, on a budget uh what can someone do in that particular area um it really isn't all that expensive to go and buy fresh produce honestly i mean like bananas are like a dollar for a dozen mm -hmm. you know maybe a dollar 30 um potatoes may be a dollar a piece uh, 
there, you, you just have to map out. I think the, the way to set yourself up for success is to um, make a plan, make a food plan, map it out and stick with it. So what, if, if you want to be really uber disciplined about it, what bodybuilders do is they will take their proteins and they will cook them all on a, say a Sunday and a Wednesday, and they'll have everything on the ready in the refrigerator. So they don't have to make decisions on the fly. We get into trouble when a, we don't have the food that we need to eat while we're hungry. Right. Mm -hmm. So we just grab something on the go. We grab fast food. We grab, uh, you know, processed snacks. Um, anyway, but right. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going down a rabbit hole. No, 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 no. You're right. Prepare, right. prepare your food. Um, I think you're going to be until you're strong enough to make wiser choices. Right. It may take a few months of prepping and preparing your food. And then you kind of get into the groove. You're like, Oh, I know exactly what I can have. I could probably eat this salad at this restaurant, and modify it, have them not cook it in all of the, you know, take the breading off the chicken, not fry it. Give me just a chicken breast. Right. They're just healthier choices. And how, uh, how did you learn uh, as far as um, how many, how many grams of protein you should consume versus, um, you know, carbs, you know, how did you kind of learn that system? Just a ton of research. I mean, over the years, it's like being in school, you learn because you're there every day. So over the years, I've researched and researched and I was self-coached from NPC to IFBB. I did not have a coach at all. So I was on the internet looking and seeing what everybody was doing to bring the lower body fat because, you know, um, bodybuilding is all about aesthetics right. and all about bringing, you know, extreme proportions and um it's an extreme sport it's it's it requires a lot of discipline so i just researched a whole whole lot a lot of internet really mostly internet some books right and then for someone that's kind of at the starting point um you know for someone uh that has achieved the things that you've been able to achieve um how often should someone work out if they're just kind of starting off it, it's really situational. It depends on whether or not that person is um, really overweight or not, um, or super deconditioned or has you know, a healthy heart and can tolerate more. So it, it really is individual. I would recommend someone coming out of the gates for the first time and unsure mm -hmm. to get a physical first and make sure they have their doctor's clearance and then to maybe get someone to write them a program. Absolutely. And uh, tell us the, the healthy balance of cardio versus weightlifting. You know what? I think that's so individual too, with respect to your goals. Um, I think you need to do as much as you can as far as fat loss with your diet before you start thinking about doing crazy cardio, just in the, in an effort to lose fat, because cardio does work to burn fat. Um, so it's, it's very sports and goal specific, I think like right now 
I'm cutting, I'm just going to give you an example for mm-hmm. a competition. So I do a, uh, but you have to understand, I love this. I do an hour of cardio a day on top of my um, weighted workouts. Right. So it just is totally dependent on the individual and what their goal is. And their cardio may be different. Right. Now, uh, what are some of the common mistakes that you see that people make in the gym? Oh, my number one is weighted abs. It just, I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't know why. You know, think about it. We all have a core, right? Mm -hmm. What is your core? Is it muscles? Yes or yes? Um, I'm going to say yes, right? That's correct. So our abdominals are a muscle group. So what's going to happen if we train our muscles? Right. If we add load to muscles, they get thicker and denser. Do you know anyone who wants a thick, blocky waist? No. Yeah, I don't either. So, you know, especially the obliques. I mean, fine, if you have to weight the, you know, abdominal wall, if you feel like you really have to do it, that's fine. But just don't weight the obliques then because that makes your waist even blockier and thicker. So that's probably my number one, you know, it's, it's just not necessary. Okay. Now you talked about smoking. Yes. Now, <laughs> um, what about people who are addicted to sugar? You know, uh, they, it's hard for them to drink water. Cause I assume someone who, uh, you know, takes their fitness as serious as you do, you drink a lot of water. So, you know, what advice can you give someone? Cause you know, the nicotine, uh, Maybe for some people, the nicotine is just as addictive as the the sodas are for other people. Sure. Well, here, I'll share this with you guys. I was drinking first thing in the morning. I'd go and get a fountain Coke, 32 ounce. Mm. There's, I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of sugar. Every time the McRib would come out, my friend would text me and say, the McRib is back. I'd be like, yes. (laughs) So don't, don't think I was you know, healthy when I was smoking, cause it was all on. Yeah. I was leading a really healthy lifestyle, but that's why I'm telling you, I would encourage those people who are maybe addicted to sugar, take on one healthy discipline, one small one at a time, you know, don't try to eat the whole elephant. If your issue is Haagen-Dazs and pizza, maybe say today, I won't have Haagen-Dazs. Keep eating your pizza, right? right? And then when you wake up in the morning, say, today I won't have Haagen-Dazs. Make that commitment every day. You can't say, I won't have Haagen-Dazs for the rest of my life because that is too restrictive. You just have to wake up each day and say, today I don't need it. Yeah. Today I'm good. And then, you know, dealing with stress and um, as you were, um, you know, addicted to smoking, uh, did you find that working out became like a, a more healthier addiction for you? And that kind of helped you, uh, in addition to the patch, but that kind of helped you kind of break away from it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I found that the more invested I became in being a healthier version of myself, the greater the cost. If I was to pick up another cigarette or, you know, maybe make more unhealthy choices. So every day that I did 
live a more disciplined and healthy life and made better choices encouraged me to do the same. It was like building on itself, if that makes any sense at all. Yeah. And all the clients that you've helped, um, have they found that working out has helped them with things uh, pertaining like blood pressure or any other uh, chronic illnesses that may have been dealing with that working out has just really helped them in those areas? Yes, science dictates that for sure. If you can lower your BMI and cut your visceral fat, your blood pressure can go down. All metabolic diseases can be not completely reversed in everyone, but in a lot of people, they can be. It's amazing how food really is medicine. Absolutely. Now for you, uh, Pamela, um, how did you go from, I love working out. I love being in the gym. I'm seeing my body improve and get better to, I want to become a bikini athlete. Where did that come from? So, um, when they took the thyroid and I healed, it took like about, I took a while to get the medications right after I didn't have a thyroid and to feel optimal. Um, I told you, I I was thinking, how am I going to pay this back? How am I going to pay this forward? Like God was so good and that he gave me another chance. So at that point, I began to try to think of things that I was good at. And I was like, I am a terrible runner. I can run, but I'm not great at it. Um, I had done half marathons. I had done a triathlon. I knew that I wasn't going to be the fastest girl and that people wouldn't come to me for that. So that's what led me down the path of bodybuilding. I had was in prayerful discernment. I said, God, what is it that people are going to want to come to me for Mm -hmm. I was like well I feel like I can lift weights um so I began researching and the rest is the rest is history as they say right now I think for me um this question here I'm gonna kind of include myself in a little bit but um when I was taking care of my grandmother um who passed my granny I call her called her and I I got up to the heaviest I ever got up to. I was a a toothpick my whole life until I started, you know, lifting weights. And then I started to kind of put on a little bit of muscle. Uh, And then just, you know, college, I think I got up and then I finally went back down. And then one, one year I weighed myself for the first time and I was like, oh my goodness. So I, started cardio journey and this is like before my 30th birthday and I was able to lose maybe 60 to 70 pounds in four months wow a lot of that came through cardio so but that started this addiction for me where every day I look at the scale and Um. so if I was a couple pounds over then my I intensified my my cardio and I used to run so I used to run so hard on the treadmill. I really was given the nickname treadmill king. And and I would work out on the first treadmill in the gym and people would literally be on that treadmill and see me walk in and get off and go to to the next one because they know like he's going to be on this treadmill forever. So oh. but that started this addiction for me while I'm looking at the scale. So so tell us how important is 
the scales. Okay. So that's a difficult thing. It's a slippery slope for a lot of people. I mean, we're human. Yeah. And when we've achieved any level of success, especially in the health and fitness arena, like you had achieved a great goal. That's amazing. And it was, it was not without great effort. So I think that's incredible. And when you feel like it's slipping away, you panic, right? You just panic. So I get that. What we've got to do is rewire the whole response to what it's a number, right? Yeah, Yeah. Like we look at a number, we see a number and then reprogram our minds to just believe that this is a tool I'm using to measure my weight journey, right? My weight loss journey with respect to that. You have to remember that if you're stressed out, you can hold water. If you eat too much salt, you can hold water. If it, for a woman, if it's that time of the month or you're having hormonal flux fluctuations, you can gain weight. You can lose weight. It's going to be like this all the time. You're not going to have a straight baseline of weight. That's the first thing I think people need to understand. Even men, it's never going to be a straight line across. You're going to have some fluctuations. It's not possible to gain five pounds of fat overnight. That's another piece that I think people need to understand. They may look at the scale and go, what? I was 120 when I woke up yesterday morning and now I'm 125. Oh, I might as well just eat whatever the heck I want to eat now. That's Mm -hmm. the way it goes, right? Mm -hmm. No, or, hey, I better get on the treadmill and run for two hours. No, 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 no. It's not necessary. You have to just remember that couldn't possibly be fat. It's water. So, just pay attention. Sure. Look at the scale, track it, but rather than getting upset with the dailies, take an average of the week. That's going to give you a better picture of what your weight is doing. Then just look at the numbers from week to week. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely learned over the years uh, to def because, you know, for a while I was just doing cardio only. And uh, the guy who worked at the gym, he was just staring at me like my entire run. I mean, he was just staring. So you know, you kind of can kind of see him, you know, out of the corner of your eye. Like, why is this guy staring at me? And he told me, say, hey, man, I know you love running, but you got to start getting some 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 weights in because I was like really locked in for a long time of running. And um, I started off running about three miles a day and that got to be too easy. And then I was able to work myself up to four. And then I finally got up to five miles a day. And I thought, I'm the man, you know, Hey, I can do five miles a day. It's pretty, pretty easy. I'm good. I'm looking good. My clothes look good on me. I'm happy. And then, uh, <laughs> I'll watch, uh, skip Bayless in the morning time. And he was talking about how he runs eight miles a day. I'm sitting here. Oh my goodness. Eight miles All a day. Right. So I said, okay, you know, let me try to step it up. So I went up to six and that got to be pretty easy, maybe a month's time, you know, and then, I, I was able to go up to seven miles and then eventually got up to eight miles wow. a day. And then I'm competing in races and I'm winning some of those races. Uh, I think the hardest race I participated in, uh, it was in Birmingham, man, that thing seemed like it was forever, but I, I did, I did pretty good in it. Uh, there was another race There's 179 people. I think I was 17th in that particular race. Wow. So I, I was doing you know pretty good. And then, when I started managing a TV station in Columbus, a lot of that running had to stop due to my schedule. And then my wife was running. A, she owned a restaurant in Columbus, Ohio. 
lot of times I would have to help her. Then while I'm in, in there, I'm not eating as, as disciplined as I should. I'm right. drinking sodas because I'm kind of stressed from how busy we are at the restaurant. Then I started noticing I can't run like I used to. And, and whoa, I'm starting to kind of, you know, we had just got married. I'm starting to kind of pick up that newly wedded weight. And uh, <laughs> so to make a long story short, you know, I started dealing with a lot of sciatic pain uh, oh, when I stopped my running. So I really, for me, you know, the fitness thing has been a lot of ups and downs, but I have stuck with it. And uh, so definitely what you're saying is helpful for me as well, because I am one of those people that I am addicted to looking at the scale because I felt before, you know, I've, I've gained weight back and I've lost it again. So I'm one of those type of people. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I have that with a lot of my clients too. And if they really go down the rabbit hole with it, I'll say, let's start doing a string test. Instead of getting on the scale, yeah. I'll tell them to grab a piece of string, wrap it around their waist and mark it. Mm. And then the next morning they can do the same thing. And you can tell if your waist is getting bigger or smaller. And that indicates whether or not you're on the right track. Right. But it's not the scale anymore. So it's kind of nice to give yourself some freedom from that. Yeah. Um, what's the balance also as far as lifting heavy versus someone who may lift light as far as uh, high right. reps? You know, people who may want a, a cut look versus people who may want a, a more uh, bulkier look. Yeah, it's um, so heavy, heavy weights are for strength. And um hypertrophy you can get from almost any rep range hypertrophy is growth and um strength precedes size i really think it's important to train both high rep and heavy weights um but you need to recover sleep is probably a the missing link for most athletes it's um when we're the most anabolic Actually, if you don't sleep, you won't grow. Even if you put the workout in mm. without ample rest, your, your fruits are never going to be seen. So how many hours do you sleep per night? Uh, seven, seven and a half. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, a uh, couple more questions for you. Um, if someone is just kind of starting off or they're having some struggles, uh, how important is it to get a fitness trainer? Um, if they're well-researched and well-read and, you know, I think that they can manage definitely getting a good foothold and a good start to a fitness program on their own. Um, there are a lot of like streaming programs you can do like Beachbody or, um, I mean, I, I just think if you're innovative, innovative, I can't even speak innovative and, um, and you're really committed, yeah. nothing's going to stop you. Nothing will stop you. Right. So it's not necessary for everyone to have a trainer, but those people who need a trainer know they need a trainer. Right. Some people really need the accountability. Yeah. And there's a lot of cool apps and stuff too to help people. Yeah. Um, now I'm, to my knowledge, I think you told me before that you love listening to podcasts. So how helpful yes. uh, are your podcasts? Uh, do you incorporate that in your workouts? Absolutely. Um, they've helped me a lot. They really have a lot of them are mindset because if you can get your mind right, you can accomplish any goal that you set out to achieve. So, I mean, that's, that's weight loss. That's 
becoming the fittest you possible. That's running a business. That's being a great spouse. That's changing the world. If you can get your mind right, you can do anything. So I've done a lot of mind work with my podcasts. There are a lot of people in the fitness industry who run a lot of really informative podcasts as well. Mm. Some are into biohacking. I find that very fascinating. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Different stuff. Right. Have you noticed over the COVID-19 time period, it's been over a year, um, have people gained weight? Have people kind of um, kind of lost their, um, I don't want to say discipline, but kind of fell off their game a little bit? You know, some people did. Some people took a swing in the complete opposite direction and became the best version of themselves ever. Yeah. yeah um, in times of crisis, I think it magnifies uh, who you are at the time. Um, where your focus is at the time. If you're struggling, it's going to make your struggles a little bit more difficult. So you've got to center and ground and, you know, refocus, reframe, and we're in charge of what's happening up here in our minds. Right. Yeah. So we just kind of have to make better choices, I guess. Yeah. Well, I want to shift gears and kind of throw a couple of rapid questions at you and you just respond to the best of your capability. Um, weather-wise, hot or cold? (laughs) Temperate. I don't want either hot or cold. Okay. Uh, Beach or mountain? Australia, because it has both. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrible. Uh, I I love it all. I love love nature. Mm -hmm. Batman, Superman. Oh, we did this. I'm Superman. Superman, okay. Okay. I probably was Batman last time, but... (laughs) yeah bob marley or bob dylan oh bob marley all the way all the way memphis or nashville don't even memphis (laughs) come on absolutely absolutely but you know we love nashville as well i'm just messing with you um if someone is interested in learning more about your fitness programs and they want to link up with you um how can they contact you give them your website social media platforms Sure. Um, my website's PamelaJohnFitness.com and my, uh, my Instagram, which is where I'm probably the most active is Pamela fit for life with periods in between each word. Okay. Pamela, you know, the reason I reached out to you, you didn't know that, uh, I am a follower of yours on Instagram. Uh, you someone's page that I would go to frequently and just Mm -hmm. admire your discipline and how hard you worked out. And I really respect, you know, respect everything that you do as far as uh, not only for yourself, but trying to help other clients as well. And you've definitely been a person that uh, it's been motivational for me. So, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I definitely thank you for, uh, you know, coming on to the program today to educate our audience. Well, thank you so much for having me. I've really enjoyed talking to you and I wish you the best. You and your wife both. I appreciate everything. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. And, you know, last thing I say also is, um, you know, the the reason I wanted the first program to be uh, centered around health and fitness, you know, I lost my father last year. 
uh, to, you know, some complications from high blood pressure and you know, heart issues. And, and I just know, um, you know, primarily in the African-American community, we're dealing with a lot of those issues of high blood pressure, diabetes. Uh, and a lot of times I think um, some, you know, sometimes uh, these type of conversations have not happened enough. So I definitely wanted to, you know, center this first program to talk about health and fitness and try to encourage people. So, you know, we thank you for helping us with that. Well, I'm honored to be your first guest. I really appreciate it. And I hope that together we can make a difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Pam, we thank you for coming on the program and we'll definitely be in touch. It won't be the last time and uh, keep doing what you're doing. You'll definitely see a lot of likes from me on your Instagram. Oh, thanks, Terrence. And I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. I take care. Bye-bye. All right. We just wrapped up our first episode. Support this machine. Support the Stages Mind podcast by donating today. You can donate two ways via Cash App or via PayPal. Our Cash App is dollar sign Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, from F-R-O-M, the A, T-H-A-A. Again, that is dollar sign Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, from F-R-O-M-T-H-A-A. Those of you that want to donate via PayPal, you can send it at double E-T-V-101. That is D-O-U-B-L-E-E-T-V-101. Again, that is double E-T-V-101. Send that PayPal today. Also, if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the Stages Mind podcast, email me right now at doubleetv at yahoo.com. That is D-O-U-B-L-E-E-T-V at yahoo.com or call 334-498-5394. Please, only serious inquiries. I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe, and notification bell for all things pertaining to the Stages Mind podcast. Until next time, take care. Go for broke, give everything, better yet, give your all. They don't wanna see you win, nevertheless, show evolve. Wanna see my demise, you can be in for a surprise, cause the sun ain't about to set.